Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Before we start, this talk show is presented by Big Water Cabins. Big Water Cabins are located in Pillager, Minnesota, located just southeast of Brainerd, about 14 miles. No matter the season, the location of this home will always provide entertainment. Close to Brainerd, Nisswa, Gull Lake, Maddens, Craggins, Cuyuna State Park, Mount Skigull, Brainerd International Racetrack, and much, much more. The property lets you take advantage of many activities in the area, including fishing, skiing, biking, hiking, shopping, golfing, snowmobiling, and once again, much, much more. There are five total cabins sitting on four and a half acres. Only two are open until May. That means just two of the cabins being open in the wintertime. The main cabin can easily sleep 10. Cabin number two is one bedroom, queen, one bath, and has a full kitchen and living room. The saloon will be open for, the, for use during the winter months. In the saloon, there is a bar equipped with a mini fridge, pizza oven, dartboard, poker table, other games, and a smart TV. During summer months, all of the cabins are open and the property can sleep up to 20. High-speed internet, Wi-Fi, or high-speed Wi-Fi, sorry, sauna, smart TVs, dartboard, poker table, gas grill, and washer and dryer all available. The property offers privacy and fun. There's so much to do and we love hosting all groups. Whether you're looking for a family reunion, friends getaway trip, team retreat, or work party, all are welcome at Big Water Cabins. Visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water cabins for winter bookings and for summer, spring, fall bookings, visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water getaway. Let's get into the show. What does that do? Um, so it would just, I would just unplug the microphone. Oh, it's basically. just the phone? Yeah. I like this because I feel like it's made to catch sound. Yeah. And it's, it's like this little fluffy thing. It kind of looks like a... It looks like we're doing It looks like a fun. dog toy. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It's a good vibe. It's yeah. Like, it's a good... It's kind of a cool thing that goes on the front of the camera, too. Yeah. It looks like we're here. It looks official. like we're professionals. Yeah, it is official, dude. It is. We are pretty professional here. <laughs> We've taken it to the next level. We have a fluffy ball mic. Next we year. have a fluffy ball mic. <laughs> this is uh, kind of a big deal. We're, we're, we're a functioning operation now. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get freaking the IRS on us soon. Sooner <laughs> or later. Yeah. Next step, you guys just got to get a little screen in front of it, you know, so you're talking to the screen. Oh, yeah. Just like the rappers do. Sponsors are lined up out the door, ready to freaking hop on the bow. Yeah, you guys are paying me for this, right? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you to everybody listening to the Bauer Hour so far. We're coming out with new episodes every Sunday slash Monday, kind of with the hopes people listen maybe on Monday morning when they're going to work or when they're at work or Sunday when they're kind of lounging around the house um, or whatever day they can kind of pick it up during the week. Uh, regardless of the day that you listen to it, we appreciate you all listening um, I wanted to be mindful of the people that may be listening to this one, this specific podcast in a group setting. There is some explicit language. So before we get into it, I wanted to give that heads up. So this is kind of the time where you can now turn off and come back to this one later 
it's a fantastic story, but there is some there is some potty language. So I wanted to be mindful of the people that are listening in a group or with kids in the car or whatever, however you're listening. Just uh, strap in, enjoy the story. It is a really good one. And be prepared to hear a little bit of language. I appreciate you all. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Let's get into it. Tartar? It's Robbie. Oh, Who is this guy? Right now. The Liver King. Phone's what? Somebody wrote better, I know. Uh-oh. Put it to sleep. Because mm-hmm. this is episode four. Episode four with our friend Jailbird. Just happy to be here. Jailbird. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to call you this whole episode. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna, we're not going to release the name... works for me I appreciate it I'm sure everyone will know who it is though definitely yeah people we know (laughs) will know immediately Mm -hmm. because we're all we're all good friends true we care about you (laughs) (laughs) I think it's more like yeah not having to not be kind of searchable right yeah yeah yeah. that's a correlation I don't want yeah for sure I got a job now and I don't want my boss to oh what is this totally you know, unless, you're, unless your boss is a listener. You never know what happens to the podcast. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, they're approached by multiple brands. We're, we're getting pretty big. Here. We're getting a lot of traction over here. For me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to you shout anything out? Uh, I got nothing right away, but I'm sure I'll have something as we go. Do you yeah. have any uh, good ideas? Do you guys want to do like a game to introduce? Or do we want to like, do you want to talk about your day or... My day. How about your day, jailbird? Just normal life. Woke up. <laughs> got to jump in a hot shower, actually, which you can't do in jail. Got to go to work. It's a small things for me right now. Wow. Wow. How long have you been out? Um, almost two and a half years. Two and a half years. But I'm not gonna lie, I still got a little bit of PTSD about it. How really? long were you in? I was in for three months. Three months. Three months. Yeah. It's probably a long three months. Coming in every hour. Oh. And there's no hot water? No, dude. Like, it, you sit there and you push a button, it runs for like five seconds, and then it gets cold within like the second push. Wow. Well, it's awful. And you, the shower's right in the middle of the living room with everyone right there. So... This is getting into it quick, but you said you're mentioning showers. Don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. Like That's everyone thinks, thing. like, oh, better watch. Is it is it on a hook or what is is, it, is that a real it's a threat? Thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Like you just don't want to drop that soap. Uh-uh. Just squeeze that sucker. Yeah. Not too hard. Just yeah. Pop right up. You shut the curtain. You gotta be pretty gentle with it. You get a curtain. Yeah, you get a curtain, you shut the curtain, and you make sure no one walks in at the end. If someone walks in at the end, it's... Oh, God. Bad news bears. Yeah. Oh, no. There's some creepos in there. Oh, yeah. Thank God that wasn't... There was... They keep the the creeps and the molesters, like, completely separate because they go in where I was. They they get the shit kicked out of them right away, but... Yeah. Um, I watched the first... The first day I was there, I walked... After I went through my whole spiel, whatever, 
somebody walked in the door and immediately turned around and was hammering the button to get out of the door because he knew he was in the wrong pod. Like, he was threatened? Yeah, well, he was a child molester and he was about to get his shit kicked. Everyone, like, stood up and said, better fucking leave. And he was, like, sitting there hammering the fucking button, waiting for somebody to come grab him. And they would have just jumped him? Yeah, right then and there. How many guys? Probably 12. So you don't come out of that in good shape? (laughs) No, not at all. No. What was, like, the layout of the... Was it, like, a prison... No, you get a pod that's basically, <clears throat> honestly, it's like the size of a normal living room. That's where all 12 guys hang out. Plus, you have two um, picnic tables, basically, that are everyone's breakfast, lunch, and dinner tables, and you all have your own spot, and you don't sit in someone else's spot. <laughs> or what? There's fights. Like, often? Like pretty Food much. fights? Yeah, all right. <laughs> some, some, some wrestling? Right. <laughs> you want my cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> like, how movie-like, you know, we, you know, like, in the movies, like like, like that. Like, you know, guy gets, give me your cornbread. Or, like, people sit by and, you know, the wrong person. You know, that's real. That's, that's yeah. wow. Yeah, that's real. Watch people get into a fight over coffee one time. Okay, well, that, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but should we start at the beginning? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, where do I start? Do you, how'd you get there? Yeah, how'd you get there? And then, yeah, if, I, if we want to cut this yeah. or whatever. But yeah, so how'd you, how'd you get yourself into this situation? Where did, where did this all start? <clears throat> well, I mean... To be honest, wasn't making the best decisions beforehand anyway, but um, I uh, I was doing my own company or whatever, and <clears throat> was doing that for a while, and my dad had a manufacturing facility for clothing, I was basically a contractor for him, found my own manufacturers as well, <clears throat> and then ended up, was doing some, making some investments on it, right, because obviously you're, you're you take some risks and you start a company, you invest in some things, hopefully they pan out. And, um, needless to say, it just didn't really work out the way I thought it would. Made some stupid decisions and learned a lot of things about starting a company, that's for damn sure. But, um, and since my dad was our manufacturer, he was basically our line of credit. And after it was all said and done, we owed him like 20 grand. And then I just split that with the person I was with. <clears throat> and, at that point, you know, I was like still in college, had a couple semesters left, not really like a real job yet. I mean, whatever here and there, you know, college jobs, right? <clears throat> and uh, kind of just came across an opportunity, basically paid off. And so, uh, you know, you're young, you don't, you think of the fucking reward, you don't think of the risk, and you need to be like, it's not gonna happen to me. Like, I'm not actually gonna get caught. <clears throat> sure enough, I got fucking caught, but. <laughs> So this opportunity just came to you, and what, and and you basically needed to pay your dad. Yeah. And and you took it. Mm-hmm. And at this time you're in college. Yeah. Not gonna lie, too. At the same time, I mean, you have that like pit in your stomach. You're like, fuck, fuck. 
but at the same time, like that, just your young, stupid, invincible mind say, like, I'm not actually gonna get caught though, but fuck, fuck. And uh, eventually just fucking took the opportunity, went with it, and uh, <clears throat> what was the opportunity? Just grab some weed, bring it back. From where? The West Coast. So, um, Washington State, I believe it was, yeah. And it was to drive. Yeah, I was driving. I was <clears throat> driving the car, and on the way out there is kind of when I noticed, like, things just kind of didn't really add up. Not in the sense of, like, I guess more in, like, a, a cop sense. <clears throat> I mean, because, like, let's be honest, like, I caught with 60 pounds of weed, like, you don't just like fucking wake up out of bed one day and just like, oh, honey, like you see what the market looks like? Let's go buy fucking 60 pounds and go sell it. Like it takes time to get there. It's heavy. It's a lot yeah. of weed. And <clears throat> so on the way out there, I'm kind of like looking around and like getting like some funny looks from people in other cars. And like one person like had like an earphone and was like, give me a funny look. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. Why are these people like watching me right now? Like, what the fuck? <clears throat> get out to like, Made my first stop. As soon as I stop, there's like a police car that like, pulls into the parking lot. I'm like, what in the fuck? This just feels weird. Doesn't like actually like come and stop and talk to me. Doesn't really do anything, right? The entire time I was just getting vibes like that. And like, you know, like I'm not really one of those people that's like looking for that type of shit. But once you see something like fucking four or five, six, fucking a dozen times, it's like, all right, something doesn't add up here. And on my second day when I was driving out there, <clears throat> I was in Montana. A fucking helicopter flies above me going westbound the same way I'm going I'm like alright this really doesn't add up Pull, cross the border into Washington police just happen to be doing a fucking speed trap westbound the way I'm going the entire way I'm basically seeing cops everywhere and just fucking signs right <clears throat> I think they were tracking you like they were like keeping tabs of like okay he's here he's here he's here um wouldn't surprise me, that's all I gotta say. You think they marked your car? And the way I got pulled over, it, it fucking makes sense. And so, um, <clears throat> and the entire time, so like on the way out there, I think there was probably like five or six of like what the fuck moments. Okay, I can handle that, right? Um, that just might be a one-off, one-way direction. I just happened to be driving at the wrong fucking time. Right, so I get out there <clears throat> and we uh, go meet up with people we have to, right? And then we go <clears throat> drive, bought it, it was like a six hour drive to where we had to be, made a pit stop, stayed a night there. And um, <clears throat> go into the hotel, fucking people at the front desk here, what brings you here, what brings you here, what brings you here, what brings you here? And I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck, okay. We go get dinner, bartender, what brings you here, what brings you here, what brings you here, go to the strip club, what brings you here, and it's like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean, and then while we're sitting at, at the club, I see this dude sitting at a table kind of near to us, and he's got one beer in his hand, and he fucking like, can't even stand up right now, right, and he's like, fucking, can't even stay in his chair, and then my buddy gets up, goes to the bar, and I see this dude get up and walk perfectly fine, I'm like, sketchy, sketchy, this could be an arc, Right? 
right there. So, and then, ah, stay whatever. We sit a little bit longer. We're having fun. I go to the bathroom. The same dude approaches me in the bathroom and tries to have a conversation with me. Just like, all right, this is fucked. What did he say? Just fucking tries talking to me, having a conversation. He actually brought up something about a car. Oddly enough. After I just drove all the way out here. But, you know, these people, there, there was a routine, basically, and they had their routine. And um, they kept going to, and to the same places and whatnot. And when they walked out with, like, hockey bags full of weed the time before, out of, through the fucking lobby. Out of the hotel? Yeah. Like Just plain sight? Like, just plain sight. Does it smell? Like, can you smell? Like, no, I mean, it's vacuum sealed like, yeah. and everything like that. It doesn't smell, but, like, what the fuck? Two hockey bags. All right. Are you here for a hockey tournament? Yeah, right. Like, do hockey kids. players carry their hockey bags like that? Like, that's just... Like, <laughs> if you're trying to be discreet, like... You know. Probably have sticks on you. <laughs> Where are the sticks? At least look like you're playing hockey for God's sake. Have been, maybe they're figure skaters with hockey bags. Yeah, <laughs> carrying, carrying two of them. Yeah, but... So they told me that story, and then that's when I'm like, the wheels are turning my head. I'm like, you fucking kidding me. What the fuck? Right? And so... <clears throat> and then while we're sitting at that hotel we're getting our car to go where we need to be to go take to pick everything up right <clears throat> we get valet while we're getting valet we're sitting there in front of the hotel across the street on the other side of the street basically like a fedex type truck pulls up right sits there person in the fedex truck get one of them gets out one of them is right behind us goes to the talk to the valet driver hey is that okay if we park there and put cones over here right so we're putting cones over there this lady right behind us basically is like sitting there on her mic talking to this person in the truck and then talking to the person that's sitting there in the cones up the street we're basically in the middle of a triangle and who are these who are these people you're in the middle of uh they they looked like they were like road contractors but they showed up in a fucking FedEx type vehicle that has an empty back and they don't have any like working so you think these all these people that are around you are just narcs like I mean they're well, cops so it sounds like you were kind of feeling these signs and right. you were like feeling this vibe that you were gonna get caught yeah and like I'm not saying that everyone that I'm bringing up right now is but like eventually you start picking up on enough weird signals you're like okay something just is not adding up you know and what I mean? And so at this point when you were, you know, at this strip club doing all that, did you have the weed on you? No, it did not. You were going out still. We were getting it the next day. Okay, so you really weren't doing anything wrong. At that we? point. Huh? We? Um, Was there someone else in the car? I drove out there by myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I drove out there by myself. Okay. You were driving back by yourself. Yep, I was driving back by myself. Yeah. And so... But um, there was obviously other people involved in the city. Like, yeah, that's I mean, so obvious. Yeah, and so... But, yeah, I mean, to your question, like, it's not like... I saw, like, those signs of, like, the people getting out of the truck and, like, I feel like I'm in the middle of, like, a fucking triangle surveillance operation right now and, like, I could be going crazy, but... Right. On top of everything else that I just felt weird about... This is not just that. This just isn't adding up. You know what I mean? And so we drive down there. We fucking grab it. We're driving back. We stop in um, a city right nearby there. And we're going to sleep there before we head home, right? We go to a restaurant. As soon as we pull into the restaurant, right away into the parking lot, cop pulls into the parking lot. And that's when we're just like, God damn it. Like, I literally can't escape it right now. Like, every fucking where I go, cop. Right. You know? They're on you. 
Yeah. So was there any part of you that was thinking about backing out at this point? Oh, 100%. 100%. Did you call anyone? Did you think about talking to anyone? That... Who do you call? Who do you talk to in that position? Nick? You could call me. Anyone. You could call anyone. I know. But honestly, Ask for some advice. No hey, hey, this is the situation I'm in. Yeah. I need either. some advice. I bet Nick or I, I if you would have called either of us, we would have said... <laughs> Get an Uber to the airport, we'll book you a flight home. Get home. Yeah. yeah. I know, I really wish I would have fucking shipped your car home. Figure the car out later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking. What was what? the car worth? <clears throat> well, I mean, the car's a car, but it was my personal A couple thousand car. bucks? Five thousand bucks? Huh? Can you say the car? Yeah, it was a Kia Optima. It was, it was, oh, yeah. was it not? I thought it was that the car you had in high school. Oh, the race the, car. The race car. The race I was car. like, dude, you... That would have been a bad. That would have been a bad one to go in. Cause like, how dumb can you be? Like a, a blue striped race car coming across, you know, wherever Wyoming or wherever you're at. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. That guy's doing something wrong. Yeah. Ends up with some aviators on him. And you did have really long hair when you went out there, didn't you? Yeah, I had my top top knot, you know, my little ponytail. I even had it. See, like, looked the part a little. Yeah. You looked the part, and he, it was blonde, wasn't it? It was blonde at the top. Yes, it was. But that I was, put on a hat was, like this. I remember those days. That was quite the jailbird phase. Yeah, it was. You rocked that though. You oh, did. Dude, I loved it. I was so sad when I had to cut it. <laughs> oh. You ever think about growing it again? I'd love to. I feel like that's a one-time haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you do, don't go driving out west. <laughs> I think that one might be a trigger. <laughs> Apparently that doesn't work. <laughs> All right, so the deal's the next day. What, what about the morning of? You wake up, are you getting any bad juju the morning of? Um, so, I mean, I, we finished dinner or whatever, and then we drove back like home. Now, like did start leaving to Minnesota yet, but like drove back home, like home base for, you know, everyone. And I don't know. I just kind of like at that point, it's like, I'm already fucking committed. Fuck. Number one, I don't even know what were you com- Were you committed to getting caught? No. I mean, come on. What do you mean by like, what do you mean by that? Were you, did you think about the consequences? No, I didn't think I'd get caught. But the day before you had a lot of bad juju. And, like, you saw all these signs. I still didn't think I would get caught. I was planning on taking back roads. You were crossing your fingers behind your back. 100%. I was crossing my fingers. Didn't think it would actually fucking happen. Yeah. Um, And at the same time, I mean, you know the laws. I know the laws. So, like, and that actually played into my court case as well. And so, because I knew all the laws. Hmm. And, yeah, it was was a legal search and seizure. Like, we'll get to there when we get there. But, yeah. yeah, I knew the laws, and I'm like, you know what, just fucking stick to it. And Worst case scenario, I know I'm going to have a court case. And so, um, <clears throat> I ended up leaving, right? So you, you do the deal or whatever, you go pick it up, Yeah. and now you're, you're on your way back. The yeah. trek starts. The trek starts, I put fucking two hockey bags in my trunk, my dad's on the picture, and he's just like, how the fuck did you fit that in your car? He knew about it? How much weight was it? Does that bring down the trunk of your car? 60 pounds. No. He knew about it? 60 pounds. Well, after I got high, much. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's because there's a picture with fucking dogs. It's a funny picture. Schwager almost made it his Twitter profile picture. 
Nuh-uh. Literally, I get home the next day and Schwager's like, I'm going to miss my Abby. That was a funny picture. The dog looked so happy. So happy, dude. The dog did its job. Right? So you put two hockey bags in your trunk with 60 pounds worth of fine West Coast kush. Yeah. <laughs> and Did it have a name? Oh, yeah. What what what, what was, was it? Name? Um, fuck, honestly. Just Pineapple run. Express, I'll lose it. No, dude. <laughs> it was some good shit, though. I mean, we I, we did our due diligence, got some, like, fucking upper echelon shit, then we got, like, you know, like... Just well, it, usually they have, shake. like, funny names. I know. Honestly, I, I blacked out and can't fucking remember. The Jailbird mm-hmm. Special. The Jailbird <laughs> Special. That's what we'll call it. But, yeah, so I was leaving, um... Did you guys meet in, like, the back of, like, a trailer yard or, like, some, like, it was this no. weird, sketchy spot? Or did they just walk out of the hotel and pop it in the trunk and peace? No, no, I mean, it was, <clears throat> it was normal. I mean, yeah, that's all I can really say. I mean, it was plain normal. As, plain as day? Okay. It's so. like, it's like the same thing. I mean, yeah, that's all I should say. There you go. So it's in your trunk. You're driving out. And you're are you more nervous now? Obviously, because you got some weight in the oh, trunk. Dude, fucking blood is just boiling, and you are fucking your, your senses are heightened. And here we go. Oh my gosh. Here we go. The, the journey fucking begins, and had my phone sitting right there, giving me directions and everything right. And then what I thought was kind of weird is like I didn't really see any cops or anything for like a little bit coming out of the city, right? get halfway out of the state out of the state and then there's just one sitting there looking at fucking traffic going eastbound back at minnesota and i'm like okay this is weird but i've only seen one right and he's just like a like a on the highway yeah it sounds like probably yeah he's fucking gunning people right Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. know and i'm like okay whatever and it are you the only car on the road Meh, I mean, not not exactly. I was driving like kind of during the middle of like traffic rush hour time, just because this that way you blend in, right? Um, make it to the far east side of the state, and um, yeah, actually, now that I say that, another one that pops up when I was driving west on out there is in the same area. There was a fucking cop stop, like fucking parked on the side of the road as soon as he saw me. Like he fucking picked up and then he started driving. That was another one of my fucking triggers on the way west out there. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It almost sounds like they had you tagged. I know. And like, you know. I know. And I actually, I mean, yeah. But I did bring that up with everyone I was with as well. I'm just like, dude, something's not making sense right now. Like, this is all fucked. Everywhere I go, how come right when we pull in the fucking parking lot, cops right there? You know what I mean? Um, You probably should have called it. I mean... Oh, shit. I should have called off the operation. Not the one calling shots. But you were in a pinch, yeah. Yeah. You were in a pinch. And so, but... Because you were driving back and you said you saw a cop. Yeah, so well, we were driving back. Um, that was on the way out there I just described. But we were driving back maybe to the far east side of Washington. <clears throat> I stopped, went, stayed at a hotel, and... Sure, and went to the went to that hotel, went for a little walk just to clear my mind. And as I'm like taking a walk, like there's a cop just fucking right next to me. Like, all right, whatever. Like walking? No, but like driving, can see me, like kind of keeping his eye on me. Like, okay, fucking, you had all these things up. Like, I'm sure one of them I could have just been bugging out, but like, 
Now I'm at like fucking 15. That just don't make sense, right? How populated of an area is this? This is like a small town. I stopped in fuck nowhere. Uh, and then they're watching you? All they had was a Walmart in this fucking city. <clears throat> I don't think I've, anyone, I've ever heard someone say the F word more than you. <laughs> <laughs> you have said the F word... Well, it is kind 50 of to a, 100 times probably already. <laughs> it's just the whole experience is <laughs> that word. Just yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Just one big long fuck. <laughs> Hopefully no kids are listening at this point. <laughs> and if they are, plug the ears. Hopefully Rigby doesn't listen to this. Maybe in it's a couple right. of years, you never know. Lessons learned right? through others. Hopefully he doesn't make the same mistakes that I made. Yeah. But, um, so then it took off the next day. Border's probably out 100 miles, right? <clears throat> Minnesota border. Idaho border. Idaho border. I mean, Washington crossed the border. Not close yet. Not even close. Second day, though. This was a day where you cover, like, fucking the majority of the ground the second day, right? How many miles were you planning on driving? <sighs> I don't know about mileage. I know I was planning on driving 14 hours, though. And so I would have got probably to almost, South, almost Minnesota, probably was like states somewhere in South Dakota. And so, um, actually, no, take that back. I was planning on staying in Colorado, getting to the very east side of Colorado, because weed is legal in Colorado, right? Even 60 pounds in your trunk? That's <laughs> a Minnesota plate. <laughs> I feel like that's not legal. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. could, I don't know, though, is it? Like, can you have I mean, Probably not, but, like, it's, you know. Maybe if less than. If they smell weed, it's not like they're going to come looking. It's a little, yeah. You know? Less risky than. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I could make it to, I could make it all the way to the east side of Colorado, and then I could drive home the next day from the east side of Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. 100 miles to the border, and as soon as I get to the border, there is just two fucking sheriffs sitting there on the other side of the river where the fucking Idaho border starts waiting for me heading eastbound. Of course. Of course. It's just the theme of the fucking trip, right? And so I literally cross the border. Immediately as I cross the border, it starts following me. Speed limit there is 70 miles an hour. So I'm like, okay, I'll go the fucking speed limit. Obviously, there's people not going the speed limit, so I'm like, okay, I gotta merge a little bit and merge again. Oh, fuck, there's a car going still here. I, you know, I'm like just trying to blend into traffic, right? Dude pulls me over for switching lanes too quickly. So you didn't, have your, you didn't have your blinker on long enough? He says you have to have your blinker on for five seconds before you switch lanes. Oh. I think that's actually true. I think we learned that in driver's ed. Really? Yeah. yeah. What a dumb thing to, I mean. Right? He knew the rules. He knew the rules, and at this point... Nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's yeah. actually a good thing. Our law enforcement should know the rules. True. Five yeah. seconds. Well, I, well I'm, I'm glad I just learned that, because right. I usually go, quick, one little blink, I'm over. Every, <laughs> every time. <laughs> blink after. <laughs> Stick my arm up. <laughs> now I know. Uh, but yeah, so he pulled me over, and sure enough, he calls back up right away. I'm just like... Here we go. All right, I'm thinking it's over at this point. <clears throat> Dude goes, got anything in the car? First question. Like, no, why? And he's like, because, you know, get a lot of people driving from, you know, Washington through the state and just have weed and stuff they shouldn't be bringing with them. It's like, do you got anything in the car? I'm like, no. He's like, well, you mind if I look around? I'm like, why? Didn't answer that question. Didn't answer that question. You didn't say anything? Well, I said why. I didn't say yes or no. Because if you say no, then they can use that and be like, oh, you know, he's being suspicious. I said why. 
But if I say yes, then I give up all my rights. And so I was like, why? And he's like, well, people just come across the state with weed. And he's like, do you mind if I go around? And I just kept saying, why? And then, sure enough, my insurance had had on me. My card was expired. I didn't grab my new fucking card that got mailed to me. <clears throat> so, and... Your insurance. Yeah, your insurance, car insurance. And so, this is at mile marker six. Remember that, mile marker six, where I got pulled over. And... <clears throat> He brings me out of the car. He's like, oh, can I just bring you out of the car? I just want to take a look at your insurance. Just show it to me, right? So we're in the car behind behind my car, right? And I'm showing him, like, look, like, here's my email. Like, here's my confirmation of payment for this month and everything. He's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'll let you go. I'll give you a warning for this time for that. And then he comes into my car. He's like, you know, just be careful. You know, a lot of people coming here doing, doing stupid shit. I'm just like, oh, my God, I got away. And then I started driving. You didn't think to ditch it? Where am I going to ditch it? I was in bumfuck nowhere. Whenever you get out of sight of that guy? I was in bumfuck nowhere, but here's the it's thing. It's not on the side of the road. I, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I thought this I thought this was going towards you getting caught. I was like, thanks. No. You, you made it past one guy. I made it past yeah, two over guys. Two? Whoa. The third pullover. They, oh yeah, third pullover. Okay, go. Okay, so, oh, okay. Here, yeah. yeah, keep going, sorry. Um. So... I started driving away and then I'm like thinking that I'm thinking we're like fuck dude like all right do I need to fucking get rid of this shit I'm like yeah it might be good I think you just got away with it you know before <laughs> I even got a time to fucking process I have another cop behind me a different one I'm just like what the fuck bro I'm ditching it <laughs> where do you ditch it like by the time I thought about I'm it I'm just like car. I have another one behind me like where do I go yeah right fucking stop at a hotel and just leave it in a hotel room should have done that. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then by the time like I even have like a time or a chance to like process that emotion, like that thought, there's another cop behind me and I'm in the middle of like kind of like you just traffic. It's not like stop and go traffic, but like it's traffic. Then I end up actually turning into stop and go traffic. And then the cop pulls me over for following the car in front of me too closely in the middle of fucking stop and go traffic. <clears throat> Wait. He said I got too close to the car in front of me. While you were stopping go traffic. Correct. Like I fucking, you know, someone slams in their brakes. I slam on my brakes too. Like, what do you want me to do, dude? Were you like uh, inches or like no, I was, a couple feet? I would, genuinely, I would say I was at least six feet. Mm. But at this point, like, they're just looking for a reason to pull me over is what the thoughts are. Well, right? He probably called you in. Yeah. Walk you the next guy. Yeah, I'm calling you to the next guy. So he pulls me over, go through the same fucking bullshit. Why? Why? Get into your car. Mind if I dog it? Go ahead. So they dog my car. I have my passenger side window open. The dog jumps out to my car, right? Puts his nose in the window. I'm like, hey, puppy. You know, fucking pet him on the face. Do you pet him? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? And uh, dog doesn't hit. So this guy, it's like a mile marker, like 60-something. He gives me a ticket for no insurance because we got through the same fucking spiel with him, right? He gives me a ticket at mile like 63 or some shit like that. And then he lets me go. I'm driving off again. And then I'm like, God damn it. How the fuck do I get rid of this? You know what I mean? And by the time I'm like still thinking about it, like, how am I going to do this? What the fuck am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm in bumfuck nowhere. I know. By the time I even got a chance to think about it, there's a fucking cop on the median and a cop behind me. 
just like, oh my God, Duh, third time's a charm, here we go, right? <clears throat> and they pull me over right away. There's two of them. Don't even tell me why they pulled me over. What they ended up saying eventually was that I crossed over the white shoulder line. You know, like the fucking sh white shoulder line. By the way, that's not against the law. If you're, the DUI law is like if you're swerving, you're swerving, and then you cross over it a couple of times. If you cross over one time, that's fine. And so, <clears throat> so they had your number. They, I mean, they knew. Oh, yeah. Something. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They were sitting there waiting for me at the border. <clears throat> and um, so they pull me over. Instantly, they get me out of the car. They dog the car. Dude pulls out a toy and throws it at my trunk for the dog to hit on my trunk. Is that like a tactic they use, though, to get the dog closer to the spot that it may actually be? It's That's a false hit, though. And I actually brought in uh, a dog expert for trial basically just saying that's a false hit because i feel like for like the cop side like you would probably want to point the dog in the right direction see you can point him with your hand though but you can't take out the reward before he's hit hmm. the toy is his reward okay yeah so i guess you know the law yeah so he takes out the reward for the dog he puts it there in the trunk the dog fucking hits on the trunk sits <clears throat> and i'm just sitting there watching it all go down i'm just like oh fuck here we go and just whatever, talking to the cop at this point, like, I'm, what am I going to do? Like, right? I'm not going to be a dick. And it's like, what, do you, I, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm not going to, like, fucking try running him and bump fuck no. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, start cussing him out. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. Like, I'm, you know. You're caught. Exactly. I'm caught. It's over. And, and so before they opened the trunk again, they asked me, do you mind if you look in your car? I said no that time. That's a part of your rights. As soon as you say yes, that negates all your rights. And so I said no. Um, obviously, of course, they fucking still looked in it because their dog hit, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes right now. And yeah, they basically opened up the trunk. He unzipped one bag and then they didn't even pull it out. They just looked at me right away and told me to put my hands behind my back. Brought me into the back of the passenger car, in the back of the cop car, and and you sit there and watch him take it out of my fucking car until they put it in the other cop car. <clears throat> and then... Were you scared? Were you... How were you... I mean, what was this going through your head? The thought that was going through my head is that my life has changed forever. Genuinely, my life changed forever from that. It's a big moment. Yeah. I mean, because... I don't know what comes out of this. I don't know, like, what comes out of it. Like, even... On the other side, once I fucking would graduate college, like, what do, what do I say about a future fucking employer? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, thought my life was over. And then <clears throat> they brought me in. And while they're fucking processing me, right, and doing my fingerprints, one of the questions they ask you is, do you have any suicidal thoughts? I'm just like, dude, I just got caught with 60 fucking pounds. What do you think? And I said that to him, and he's like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to put you on suicide watch. I'm like, what does that even mean? But they basically had to put me in a straitjacket in the fucking cell by myself, like, right in front of him. I'm like, this sucks. 
a straight, like, the arms tucked, you can't move? Pretty much, yeah. What do you mean by pretty much? Like, what well, was like, I could, I, was could move the them a, I could move them a little bit, and I could, it was like a Kevlar jacket, basically, front and back, fucking, I got, like, no clothes on, I'm sitting there freezing my dick off. And if you want to itch your nose, you couldn't, basically, because your arms are strapped. Could, yeah, basically, I mean, I could, like, you know, with your arm. Okay. No, I'm not touching it like this. Or we so. can use your hands. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And so, <clears throat> fucking sat there for uh, two days before I fucking <sighs> picked up the phone. So Call someone. I mean, just imagine that phone call, though. Like, who, who would you call? Question. If you got caught you were in that situation, who would you call? Me. <laughs> My parents. Your parents? Yeah. Who would you call, Mitch? My wife. Your wife? Right now, but like in you college. I was in college, that. my parents. Your parents, yeah. You have to. Think about how hard that conversation. Because the first thing that happens when they pick up the phone, do you want to accept this call from Elmore County Jail? Oh, that's right. I'm thinking jailbirds out of town. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much <laughs> watching my dog for the week I'll be gone I'll be back <laughs> and yeah finally after the second day I'm like you know what I'm gonna call my brother and see if he'll bail my ass out of here actually let me take a step back the second day I had to go to fucking court right and court is when like you get your bail set and everything right cause I got caught on a Saturday, judges aren't in until Monday. And I'm in court on Monday. And my fucking public defender looks at me when I'm up there, right? And fucking the uh, judge looks at me. He's like, I'm sending your bail at $100,000. Like, what? I don't have a record or anything, dude. I'm just fucking some college kid out of Minnesota right now. And I looked at my, pro- my public defender and he goes, I don't know, dude, you're on your own. He said that to me at that moment. I almost fucking killed him. And I had to, I literally had to stand up and like try and talk the fucking judge out of like $100,000. I looked up and like, dude, like, I know I made a mistake, but I'm just some fucking kid out of Minnesota. I don't even have a fucking record. And I said, yeah, I found my kid, but like, literally, that's what was going through my head. How old were you at the time? 24. So you're not a kid. <laughs> But that's a lot of money. Yeah. But still. That's a lot of money. He doesn't 24. look at you, but the judge isn't looking at you, looking at you saying, look at this kid. Yeah, I He's know. saying, look at this 24-year-old drug dealer with this crazy haircut and <laughs> frosted tips. I mean, it's true, right? Yeah, and I'm sitting there in shackles in front of him, so I'm looking the part to him, You're right? totally looking the part. I wonder if there's a picture of that anywhere. He probably sees it a lot. Probably, right? Probably knows the type. Exactly. So, try to talk him out of it. You know, to that point, I mean, I'm still thinking I'm a kid, and that's also what led me to fucking the stupid decision, because like, I'm still in college, dude. Like, I'm, I'm almost done, but, like, still feel like I got a little bit left to me of being a, child, a kid, right? So, and that's also, again, it's also led to the stupid decision, but, yeah, he set my bail on a hundred grand, and I, I both fucking shit myself. <clears throat> and that's kind of like when it all started to sink in as well and I looked at the charge on the fucking piece of paper it says narcotics trafficking 
doesn't say weed, it says narcotics. Imagine explaining that to a future fucking boss. Yeah. I mean, you'd almost have to say it was weed. Dude, I chill. Did. I'm kidding. Buddha, that happened a long time No, was what? there, did, was, I mean, what if the people slipped something in there that wasn't weed and there was other stuff in there, like harder drugs? <sighs> yeah. Did you check before you I mean, left? Like, did yeah, you check it all out? Yeah, I helped load it. I mean, I wanted to know it was going to my car. Right. You know. So, um, yeah, narcotics. The first job I actually applied to out of jail, they called me HR caught it, and I go, she goes, what's this narcotics trafficking charge? And I go, oh, that's just weed. And she goes, oh, great. Had <laughs> it off for the next day. <laughs> so, Heck yeah. I know. That was a fucking sigh of relief, but yeah, in the moment, I'm thinking, holy shit, dude, like, how the fuck am I ever, like, going to actually get a job with somebody else that's going to come up with my background? I'm like, I'm fucked. You know, <clears throat> I don't know, would you hire someone that fucking has a narcotics charge if that's all you see and you didn't even talk to them? It depends on the other candidates, I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you're a good guy, you're I smart. I don't know, it depends. You know, I think you're a very hireable guy. I think yeah, but there's other Did you still candidates. have the hair? Um, I did not at that time, no. I cleaned up. So you looked more presentable. You didn't look the part, no, at I least. Didn't. But like... You know, in a vacuum, you're looking at candidates, and obviously you see this person has a narcotics trafficking charge, and this person has a squeaky clean background, maybe a DUI or something, a couple minors in college. And that was going through my head. I'm like, oh my god, dude, like that's gonna be my life. rest of my life's gonna be super hard. And <clears throat> so then that was the faithful moment. And then on the way home, actually, from the judge telling me that my bail is a hundred thousand dollars. I sit in the back of with my shackles on and my striped pajamas. This dude sit on the other side of the fucking police car because like we're in the trucks, you know, where it's like benches in the back on both sides. Hold on a sec. Did you just refer to jail as home? Did I? You said we were on the way home after the court case. Probably. I don't know. I'm home. Th- you're speaking about jail, right? So yeah. after you left the court, you were out gonna go home. You were gonna go to, to the, the jail. Yeah, going back to my cell. Okay. <clears throat> and you know it's like basically just like the TV shows that you see you know the big back the big truck and then it's like the two benches in the back basically and like you walk in and whatnot and the dude on the other side for me he's got his shackles on as well and he's tattoos everywhere tattoos on his face and whatnot and, and we get to talking end up finding out that he was there for the exact same charge he's like yeah they're, they're trying to give me seven years right now I'm like, oh my God. He's like, well, my lawyer's kind of down to two. Told me to give me his lawyer's number. And <clears throat> first thing out of his mouth, he's like, are you sure you can pay for it? I mean, because just his retainer's $20,000. That's huh. that's just for him to pick up the phone and talk to you. And it's like, just give me his number, dude. Sounds like he knows what he's doing. And this, this lawyer specialized in narcotics trafficking charges in Idaho <clears throat> so he got back and he said he'd have the have the uh, cop run the number down to my cell for me and uh, I uh, and then I had to make the phone calls to somebody to let them know what happened and called my brother Probably not even exaggerating 40 times. 
just hoping to God that he would answer so I can at least talk to him first before I fucking crush my parents. Right? He didn't answer after 40 calls. He was at work. He was working at a restaurant at that point. Because, I mean, <clears throat> my parents didn't know, but I knew. I mean, I was looking at five years. And, yeah. And, <clears throat> I knew he was at work. He was at work. I thought, he, you know, just work behind the bar. Just please see your phone and see that it's the 41st phone call. And just please answer, dude. Like, I just, I need to get my grips before I talk to mom and dad. <clears throat> he never answered, and um, sure enough, my mom picks up the second dial. I'll never forget it. And she broke down. All right away, and actually, the reason why I had to call her finally because like they were kicking me out. Like, all right, you're done with your phone calls. I'm like, dude, just one last call. One last call. Call my mom. I called her and picks up the second dial. She doesn't even say hi. Or she goes, says my first name and my brother's first name. She, Which one is he? Is it? Who the fuck is this? I'm like, um, it's me. She goes, I thought you were Mankato. I'm like, no. And she goes, where the fuck is Elmer County? Idaho. She's like, what did you do? I'm like, I got caught with some pot. That's all I said to her. And she, she just goes, how bad was it? How bad is it? I'm like, I can't even tell her. And I just told her, I was like, look, I already got a lawyer's number. This dude specializes in it. He's pretty good. You guys are have to give him a phone call. Here's his number. Gave him the number. And, well, that's the last thing I said to her for a little bit, for about a day. Ended up finding out that the jail had actually already called my attorney before my parents even had a chance to call him because they were listening to my phone calls. And <clears throat> the, next thing that, the next thing my mom said to me is like, when I talked to her next is, it's bad. It's really bad. <clears throat> but she reassured me, she's like, we'll help you. Get you through this, but we'll figure it out when we get through it. You know, you gotta pay him back for it because the retainer is twenty thousand dollars, and then you gotta pay him five thousand dollars a month, and then if you go to trial, you pay him on top of that as well. So, are you in jail for a certain amount of time right now? I'm in jail at that point, like a week. A week, and then they would release you, or how would that work? My to get out of jail, my. Bail is a hundred thousand dollars. But who? Right. My parents have to bond me out for ten grand. They don't get that ten grand back. They call a bail bondsman. The bail bondsman puts up the other eighty, or the other ninety. Excuse me. My parents have to put up ten. Um, they don't get the ten back. It's gone. And my parents were gonna let me sit in there until my lawyer had a chance to go down and talk to the judge and try and get my bail reduced a little bit so they'd save some money. And then they find, found out that I was on suicide watch and they couldn't bear it anymore and they couldn't leave me in there. I was bailed out like two hours later. And yeah, that was, uh, 
the weirdest situation ever, just walking out of the jail in some fucking random state. Don't even know who you're going to see. Like, my fucking parents fly out here. Like, what's going on? There's just some random person sitting there at the end of the sidewalk, and she goes, and she told me. Jailbird? Jailbird? Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to delete that. <clears throat> it's fine. Yeah. And uh, she brings me to Boise. She gave me some cash because obviously they took all the cash I had on me. She gave me some cash to go get some food. I had a flight the next morning. I had a hotel to stay at. So went to Applebee's. Had the worst wings I've ever had in my entire fucking life. And drove home. And, or not drove home. Flew home the next day and cried the entire way home. And I saw my parents and went all along. But... <clears throat> And then finally started getting, uh, just trying to get back to normal life. That's what this thing is just hanging over my head, right? So still working. Um, I was working on jobs here and there. I was working with my dad as well, so that obviously helped. Um, but my lawyer is pretty confident in it. I mean, he was very uh, straight up with me, though. I mean, he's like, they're trying to give you five years, I'm just going to be honest with you. And so, um, but what we had going for us was, number one, all those stops, right? I told him the whole story, three stops. He's like, that does not make sense. What? So what he did is he pulled their intercoms, basically. He subpoenaed it. He wanted to look at it. He, and then he pulled it, and basically what they did is after the first dude pulled me over, radioed in, he said, hey, there's this car. Here's that, here's what keep black key out something, here's the license plate. Would have loved to have a dog on me. Basically letting everyone know just to keep pulling me over and get dogs ready, right? Um, which is against the law. That basically is him turning that one stop and extending it into a longer period of time versus just one stop. Those are your rights. So I had that little piece going for me right away. Um, and then I also told him about the third stop I crossed a white line. He's like, that's an illegal stop too. Um, so I had that going for me as well. Uh, so now at this point, like, I'm kind of starting to like feel good about this just a little bit, right? Um, getting back to normal life. And then they tried to impound my car, but they couldn't because I was leasing it from Kia. And Kia said, no, we want him to still have his car because they always want me to keep paying them, right? So they were planning on... Um, impounding my car they couldn't i'm flying out there to go grab my car stop at my lawyer's office just to go say hi right and get your bearings <clears throat> and he shows me all of the paperwork that the cops have given him and what the cops had done is they actually remember the second stop how i said i got pulled over and got my no insurance ticket there at the second stop at mile marker 63 on the insurance ticket that they gave my cop, or no, my lawyer, excuse me, um, it said that I got that exact ticket with those same cops at mile marker six. I thought you said it was mile marker six earlier. The first stop where I got the, where I got the uh, verbal warning was at mile marker six. I got the ticket actually in hand at mile marker like 63. So, so they, they flip-flopped. You, so they wrote you the ticket at mile six and gave it to you on 63. 
Is that what I'm saying? No, they gave me the verbal. They, they gave me they gave me the ticket in hand at mile marker 63, right? So I have that in hand sitting in my car, mile marker 63, because I have that piece of paper. They gave me the verbal at mile marker six, but the paperwork they gave my lawyer, they forged it so that the ticket's now at mile marker six. Whoa. Yeah, they're trying to suppress that, that stop. So they basically said, hey, it was two stops to my, to my lawyer. And as I'm talking to my lawyer, he's like, wait, 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 you got pulled over a third time? I'm like, yeah. He's like, they told me they only stopped you twice. And so they, afford, they forged that paperwork. And because they couldn't impound my car, I got to my car, I sent a picture to my attorney. I'm like, look, here's a ticket in my hand, mile marker 63. And he goes, holy fucking shit. So he brought that to the prosecutor's office. And he goes, you guys are suppressing evidence you're not giving me everything what is this he's and i just got you guys forge your paperwork and then on top of that they didn't obviously they didn't show him the dash cam footage of the second stop of them dogging me right and so at this point we have the third stop was a legal stop the first stop was an illegal continuation of a stop the, f the third thing they're doing wrong is they're suppressing evidence right wow that almost sounds like they i mean they're hiding that information. That's crazy. It's because, it, I mean, they knew they went about it the wrong way. You know what I mean? So they're trying to cover their tracks. Exactly. And they didn't think that I'd actually hire a kick-ass lawyer that would rip all this stuff up. Well, good so, thing you did. I know. And that actually, <clears throat> you talk about, you hear about people getting railroaded in prison, into prison, right? I mean, obviously, I know I was doing something wrong, right? I admit it. Like, that's an exact scenario where they just railroad you into prison. Like, they're forging paperwork, they're suppressing evidence, illegal stops, legal continuations of the stop and everything. And so, um, didn't really understand how kind of fucked up the situation can be, I guess, until I was in it, like, well, it's cyber to me right now. Um, and then, yeah, the only reason, the only reason why I was able to show that they forged the paperwork too was because they couldn't impound my car. So, and then um, had a court date as well that same weekend and court's court. I mean, I can't watch TV shows that have courtrooms in them any, anymore. That just, it fucks with me. Um, and my lawyer though, he, like, it, it, he was like, you guys both played sports. You know when someone's like, like their adrenaline's pumping, they're like in the moment. He was up there stating that case of everything I just told you guys to the prosecutor, or to the to the judge. And the prosecutor, cause you know there's a process, right? And my, my lawyer goes, they, they raided you on. And the prosecutor goes, hearsay, cause you need like hard evidence. And then my lawyer comes over and says, what, what line is that? fucking sitting there right my mind's like all over the place and I found it for him on the spot and then he brought it up there and yeah it's so like he was able to bring that in evidence of like look this one stop they radioed in turned into one big prolonged stop that was actually an hour and a half because so I got pulled over three times within an hour and a half <clears throat> so then that was kind of like the end of that court date felt good Right, that's just one small win in this entire war, basically. Um, 
go home and drove the car home with my mom in it was kind of a little bit bittersweet. Stopped at Yellowstone, that was actually kind of cool. Had to make some fun of it. Saw a moose on the side of the road, driving through Yellowstone. That was kind of cool. A true cinematic moment with mom. <laughs> right, it was actually. And then I took a picture, I had an Android. You know, I was like anti-iPhone iPhone at that point, I had an Android. My mom's out there with her brand new iPhone and a camera and she's like, well, take a picture of this majestic moose and it has like 30 points on it, just this huge rack, right? And then I take a picture with my Android, like, oh, I got it. We get in the car, like 100 miles down the road and just pixely as shit. You can't see anything. <laughs> she almost punched me. <laughs> Screw it again. <laughs> Strike two. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. We even stopped at like some Montana. This place we pulled up to it was like straight up Wild Wild West. Like you drive into like the wood buildings and everything. They have a shootout at noon. We go into like this old smoky smelling restaurant place. It was actually kind of cool. I can't remember the name of it, but that was kind of cool. And then finally made it home and broke down crying as soon as I fucking parked the car in the driveway. Finally was able to fucking make it home in my car. I think it was at that point, five months later after I actually took off. And so, um, there was that. And then, uh, what else was, I kept trying to think of the next situation that came up and happened. Well, you had to get your sentence at some point. Yeah. So, I mean, I, at the very beginning, I knew that they were trying to give me five years. So, and it all, at that point, had that court case I told you guys about, that was kind of like, sure, my lawyer went in there and obviously asked for less, but like, the whole process of the court case is like, your lawyer's trying to put pressure on the prosecutor, pressure on the prosecutor, pressure on the prosecutor, and then you try and have all, all your cards put together and ask and try and get something and try and, you know. <clears throat> so, we went there, er, and then I my next court date, um, then I had to go up to like the big court room with the big judge. She liked my attorney, or she liked my lawyer at least. Um, she like fixed his tie for him and shit in the courtroom. He like knew everybody. He used to be a prosecutor for this county. So I knew as soon as I saw that, I had at least some good juju behind me. But, um, he was moving to suppress the evidence based on all these illegal factors. The illegal stop on the third stop, the illegal on the first stop, basically they radioed in, continued to stop, so that's three stops. They suppressed the evidence, um, or they, they suppressed their forged paperwork. Oh, and then, oh yeah, the dog as well, because they brought out the toy, and it was a false hit on my trunk. We brought in like a professional like dog handler, like some dude who used to work for the DEA. And he like looked at the video and said, that's a false positive. And then there is one other thing as well, but my lawyer had like Supreme Court cases to back up all these. Like these are five different places where he violated my defend my client's rights. <clears throat> and he, he wanted to go to take it to trial to get, try and get the evidence suppressed. And at this time, 
somebody in North Dakota just one um, a motion to suppress evidence for like over 100 pounds because the cops violated that person's rights. So I'm actually thinking about it. But if I go to suppress the evidence and I don't win, I'm getting all five years. If I do win, I'll get absolutely fucking nothing. Or you can go to deal with the prosecutor. Exactly. And get whatever. 30, 60 days? Yeah, 90 days. Me 90 in the middle. Days. But he was still at that point only offering me two years. And just to be clear, <clears throat> that's two years in prison, or will you have be able to go back and forth? Or like no, two years in prison. You're just you're in prison for two years. Two years. Two, two years of the hard knocks. <clears throat> and then my lawyer had a buddy at the media, like national news outlet, and he told the prosecutor he was going to take it to the news. Because of all these different Supreme Court cases that they fucked up and they violated all my rights in all these different places. And then <clears throat> the fact that I was in college as well and I had five classes left. And then the, the prosecutor and the judge both had kids in college. They basically made it a part of the process that, okay, we'll give him 90 days. Number one, Actually, back me back up. Number one, when they were about to take it, my lawyers were about to take it to the news, the prosecutor actually punted it to the junior prosecutor because he didn't want his name on it in the news. And then the junior prosecutor and the, the judge, they all had kids in college, and they basically just said, all right, after you finish college, you're going to come back here and get sentenced. So I kicked out my <clears throat> next court date. This was in the like, beginning of January. I was out there, had this conversation with them. They said, you come back after the semester, you'll get sentenced. So the next court date was like middle of May or some shit like that. Took all, took all my classes. Um, was not able to get into one class. So I did finance school, took care of everything, right? Um, kind of just tried to like live my life a little bit. So, um, and during that process while I was in college, they actually did, uh, um, they basically like investigated my entire fucking life. Like I had, they were asking people that like I've known since I'm like two years old, what's Jordan like, tell me about his character, like teachers, everything like that. Um, because we were also pushing for them to withhold judgment on me which because you can't get things expunged in idaho you know like in minnesota like you get convicted or something in five years you get an expunged taken off your record they don't have that in idaho they have something called withhead withheld judgment where like you're never convicted but like my record still says i'm convicted but that's what we were going for so they were like really digging into my background and then plus because of the charge that i had in the city obviously and it was like small town idaho <clears throat> and going through all those, Carol gave me gave me character reference, yeah. And um, they basically, <clears throat> no, I just had to finish college, and I went back out there with one class left. And at that point, I'm like, I kind of like knew a lot of people they talked to. I'm like, 
I might be sitting pretty low. Like, still one class left. I wonder if she says, all right, just finish this one class and I'm not going to sentence you. Like, I'm hoping for the best, right? <clears throat> I get out there and she, um, My lawyer tried to push for it. She's like, you're getting sentenced. Go finish your one class. I know it'll open doors for you, but you also fucked up. You're going to come back here and serve a penalty. She's like, I'm not going to shut that door for you. I'm not shutting the college door. You're going to go finish your class. You're coming back here again. And you, But you're going to serve your penalty. And then hopefully they'll set you straight so you can go back out and take an extra, like, be a productive member of society. She was like, my, my parents both my parents were there but she was like talking to me like she thought was mom, like she was my mom you know what I mean did she have the power to just be like you don't get you, you're clear you have no charges 100% she, she has that power wow she had that power so kind of like it, yeah got my tail between my legs as the judge is saying this but I walked out I'm like I think she just like talked to me like a mom like get your shit straight you know what I mean so um The judge was talking to me like she was my mother. And she said, go back to college. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip you out of college, but you're coming back here and you're taking care of your consequence. You have consequences here is basically what she said. So she uh she's walking out of that courtroom. It was at that point you kind of feel like you know that she's gonna like, gonna give you something lenient. But at the same time, you're kind of like, fuck, what could it be? Like, she's making me actually like, go finish college first. Like, she can give me two years. So, um, She could give you up to five years, right? She could, but the prosecutor is pushed for two years at that point. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they usually listen to the prosecutor. And then, um, actually, let me, let me backtrack on that. I'm pretty sure the prosecutor um, was asking for 90 days at that point. Because at that point, that's when we already actually had all of that stuff. My, my lawyer was about to go and like go to the national media or go, go to the national news about it and like try and blow up the story and whatnot. So they were already asking 90 days. But at the same time, the judge also has the authority to be like, nope, I'm not listening to you. I'm actually make it worse. Like, that happens. You know what I mean? And so um, going back to college, kind of, yeah, again, was like, well, hopefully kind of something like it but so I tried to finish my last semester as a summer semester just honestly trying to have as much fun as possible like in a responsible way though like make sure I enjoy everything because I don't know how long like I I, could count, I was counting down the days until I go back because I know I'm going to jail <clears throat> but just trying to have fun you know live life and you don't know what's going to happen to you in jail don't I've never been like hardcore like that you know, like actually doing time sitting in a pod with people and go to college. Pretty sure I got an A in my last class. I felt pretty good. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, Golf club for that. And went back out there and <clears throat> brought both my parents with. My girlfriend wanted to come with at the time. My parents went later just because of, uh, The situation at hand. It's watching somebody in the courtroom get sentenced and walk away in hand and shackles. 
Not the last memory you want. Yeah, that that's, yeah, just something you know. It, that's tough on anybody. I, I can't ask somebody to watch me. My parents, they were there. My brother couldn't come. Like that's how hard it is. But my parents think we're we're coming. <sighs> so, um, yeah, I got out there and she gave me ninety days. Thank fucking God. That was a sigh of relief. I just had to get over the next fucking hurdle of actually doing fucking time. <clears throat> right? Have we all cried? Fucking my entire family. But it was... A part of that process is actually like starting the time. Because that entire time leading up to it, like you just have this fucking cloud hanging over your head. You know what I mean? Like, what if? I don't know. Like, could I get five years? Could I get two years? Could she let me off? Because I just, oh, I just messed up. You know, so this entire cl- I even have gray hairs on my from my like I literally have gray hairs from stressing that entire year. It lasted thirteen months of just sitting there of what ifs and, and torture <laughs> I know. to your psyche. It sucked to sleep like oh, it yeah. was, dude. I started when I got home after I got caught. I literally started having like dreams, well, like childhood stuff consistently very vivid of like just childhood memories the first time Mitch came to my house when we were super young and I drew, wore my big puffy ass jacket and we went and fucking Mike Dodo's house playing hockey together us playing football together like I had those vivid memories of like in those moments that's weird very weird that's like, your subconscious was looking back I think it was cause like I had that cloud hanging over my head of like my life is like over you know what Your I mean? subconscious maybe was reminding you who you are. Maybe. Maybe it was trying to show you the good times. Yeah. It also could have been the depression at the time, just trying to find something else to my mind on. Right. You know? So, and throughout that process as well, I mean, when I got home from jail the first day. Well, let's talk about jail. Well, so there's actually, in that process of what I was just been talking about, of like, all the fucking dreams that I had and everything, like, when I got home after I got arrested, like, caught with it, you know, and everything, I came home, there was, like, my mom, my mom woke up the next day, and there was a cross lit up on the fence in the backyard, and, like, it never happens, like, you know, like, lighting has to be right for that cross to happen. And my mom walked in the house. She's like, I'm not super religious, but, like, I've never seen that. She's like... From a window? No. Probably. Yeah, it probably was from a window. But like, she's never seen that reflection. You know, she walks out there every day. Like, hmm. you know? Maybe she never noticed it. I don't know, but she took it as a sign. <laughs> so It's a good sign to see. Yeah, yeah, positive. Yeah, like, yeah. Keep, that's keep, good. It's good a good vibe. sign to see, yeah. Yeah, so the entire time there was kind of, like, a... Trying to stay positive on it, you know, like that was like that was like a little bit of good juju, right? Not gonna lie, at the time I was praying to Danny as well. <sighs> he definitely helped me out during that entire process. So, um, but yeah, I got sentenced, walked away, and uh, then you sit there and you get booked again, and you have to sit in solitary for twenty four hours before they send you back in the pod. Solitary confinement, like you're in a small room by yourself? Yeah, so the room is probably eight feet long by six feet wide. And, and there's nothing in there? Or? A shitter. 
A shitter. A shitter. <laughs> and then your pillow's right next to it. Yeah. No bed. Concrete bed. Concrete. Yeah. No blanket. Uh, I mean the blanket. It's like you're like, what's that blanket between like, your comforter? Oh, the sheet. And, yeah, just a little sheet. That's all you get. All right. So the just one sheet. You don't get one for the bottom. Nope. One for the top. It's just however you want to use it. Yep. Just one sheet, dude. And what are they feeding you? Oh. Dog food. Oh, what are they feeding me? Steak and eggs. Ribeye. Rest me. Rest me. <laughs> Some like beans. A lot of the time it was beans. The beans also had no seasoning in there because that cost money. Just like baked beans with no seasoning? Correct. And they tasted like water. <laughs> Some cornbread. They no they no longer gave us milk in there because milk was too expensive. I ended up finding out that they kept the cost of every single meal in there. Every single meal was under forty cents. Wow. So what was on the plate? It was beans? Cornbread. Maybe a little broccoli. Recycled broccoli. <laughs> Cardboard. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you guys remember no chicken one. patties from from school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, chicken patties a lot. That, that was when you, you got some special chicken Should patties. Dunker day, everyone's running down the stairs. People are showing each other for, for doubles. Uh, getting caught sneaking out of class early to get first in line. <laughs> Dunker day in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Guy's got t-shirts on. Dunker day. (laughs) Uh, So you're in solitary confinement for... 24 hours. Then they sent me back to my pod. And that's the moment of truth. I'm like, God damn it. Here we go. What's a pod? Uh, A group link. Basically a group. they, They group. They have, you know... A bunch of different groups, so they put people together. They're not gonna put like everybody together at one time because then that's just a fucking shit show and too much is gonna happen. Sure. So they broke it up by groups, pods basically. And those are different areas? Yeah, and they they do it by severity of charge. So sure enough, I walk in the door and some dude has an Aryan Brotherhood tattoo. What? Aryan Brotherhood? I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is. It's prison gang. It's like the white man gang. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know these gangs, but it sounds scary. (laughs) That sounds scary. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, here we go. What are they known for? How did you recognize that tattoo? Because I watched too much Gangland. Oh, Oh, it's a show. In between the time? No, like, even, like, when I was younger and whatnot, like, I saw it, like, oh, God, here you go, all right. And it's like, uh, and then... As soon as you walk through the door, because they want to make sure they have no rapists in there or anything, right? What are you in here for? What do you need for? Let me see your papers. Let me see your papers. You put your papers right on the table, and they read your charge. The other cellmates? All of them do. All 12 of them. Like, there was like actually 18 in my, in my pod at one point. But yeah, because they want to make sure they don't have a child molester in there. So like they, they all are there, and they look at you, and you walk through the door. Like You don't know if you're going to get punched. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But they're all sitting there asking for my papers. To check you out. Yeah. We're checking to see if you're a threat. So it was a reaction. I'm sure it was like oh, another one. Like, um, I honestly didn't pay attention because <clears throat> at that point, like, you can't show emotion. 
and you not trying to sound like douchey I guess but like you have to like act hard like you don't show emotion you don't look people in the eye you don't talk to people you fucking stick to yourself and you walk like you own your shit yeah you know and it's all male right all male. and your ponytail's gone ponytail's gone okay and there's but there's people in there like jacked and whatnot and the dude from the Aryan Brotherhood come to find out later was actually in there for murder jeez yeah so he's a lifer he's a lifer yeah so he's probably not getting access to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah do you have tech in there do you have like no yeah no. we got one TV in the entire pod that's it but yeah so then I end up getting my cell um still not talking to anyone just minding my own business at this point a couple people are trying to talk to me wouldn't talk to them <clears throat> one dude tries to give me shit I told him real quick to shut the fuck up and he walked away how so yeah what do you say you ever yelled at someone with your eyes um yeah probably I've been yelled at by yeah. somebody else's eyes for yeah. sure yeah, like for you sure. just give them that glare, and they're like, oh, "I'm not fucking with that person." All right, or like someone gives you a glare, you're like, "God damn it, I'll, I'll clean this." You know, like, "I'll take care of this." You're yelling at me with your eyes right now. It's kind of like the uh, the. Have you guys seen the movie The New Guy? No. Yeah. It's the look, right? Yeah. That <laughs> 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 he learned it, in jail. Exactly. <laughs> the look. Exactly. So he was like trying to fuck with me, and like, he was trying to like do some gay shit too. Uh-oh. And that's when I just, like, gave him the look, and he just walked away. Was he touching your leg? No, he was, like, trying to, like, flex his fucking ass in front of me and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That would piss me off, too. I'd be like, yo. <laughs> when you're th- you better put that booty away. Shit. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> like, I'm about to spank you, boy. <laughs> Jailbird. <laughs> jailbird. Yeah, jailbird. Yeah, gotta edit that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, get, yep, gave him the eyes and he walked away. And then, uh, first night sleeping, right? I get my bone, I'm up top because I'm the new guy. <laughs> Wake up halfway through the night and my fucking bunkie is beating his meat. Stop it. I swear to fucking God, <laughs> dude. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there I'm like day one dude I'm gonna kill myself sounds like torture <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you hearing just, just slapping he slaps <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he's sleeping on the bunk right on the underneath me I'm like dude I don't even know your name you, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't what do you say like, what do you, I didn't say anything you knock on the top bunk <laughs> No, he's on the top. I'm on the bu- I'm oh, the on guy- the top. Oh, you're on the top? Yeah. Put your head down. <laughs> Stick your head down. What are you doing? Hey, man. <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> you uh, sing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know what the dude's like. I don't know who he was there for. It. I, you know, I'm like just trying at that point. Not, I'll get in a fight. I don't, I'm not going to like purposely put myself in a position to get in fights. So, you know what I mean? Because at that point, I'd already seen two fights in that one day. I already watched Chapel Lester get the shit kicked out of him, and then there was another fight, too. Do cops break that up? 
yeah, they come there, but they're like way down on the other side of the they trail. Let it, it takes them like two minutes to get there. Yeah, they kind of let it happen for a little bit, right? They don't I mean not really, but like yeah. they're far enough away where, where there's, it happens. there's a lag time. Yeah. yeah, it happens. And so honestly, just flipped over and went to bed. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I don't, you know. And you get any sleep? No. Lights come on at 5 a.m. Um, the beds, at least I had a metal bed. It wasn't, it was no longer concrete. But the mattress they give you, it's basically like a, a comforter, basically, that I'm sleeping on on top of the metal. And then a little bed sheet. And then I didn't have a pillow. No pillow. No pillow. <clears throat> yeah. And then they kept the lights on 24 7. So good luck trying to get any sleep. Did you sleep at all? whole time you were there? <sighs> nah, yeah. I mean, after a while, you got used to it. I ended up just, like, taking my sweatshirt, just wrapping it around my head, and it would cover my eyes. Um, it's a pretty vulnerable position, I feel like. Oh, 100%. Seriously. I always slept my back against the wall. Like, eyes looking out, so that way, I, you know, my hands are right there, ready to go. Did you end up talking to your cellmate? Like, yeah, you ended up becoming uh, good shit. Um, you know, you're, you're with somebody that fucking long, right? I mean, you're literally, at night, if someone has to shit, you're gonna smell that shit. Like, the shitter's right there. I could spit, and it would land in the toilet from where I slept. Ew. Yeah. It was <laughs> I mean, it sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> Dude, it was terrible. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a good place to be, that's no. for sure. The dudes across the hall, though, they were brewing alcohol in their toilet. That was kind of cool. What? Oh, yeah. They had a bag in their toilet, and they were brewing alcohol and everything. How, How do you, you brew do alcohol? Uh, all you pee in? <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me uh, I think that was... <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I, I didn't actually see them make it. Um, they, it, was, it was already brewing when I showed up. But it's just stuff you get at the commissary and stuff you get. I was going to make you guys fucking uh, prison, jailhouse burritos. Yeah, I was afraid there was going to be, like, a dookie in there. I know. I, was, I don't know if I want a jailhouse burrito. Uh, <laughs> the jailhouse burritos, there's no way they're that good. No, they're actually, you'd be surprised what they can do in there with the commissary. What it is is ramen noodles, right? You keep it in the bag, keep, and you just open the bag a little bit on one side. You can open it, and then, like, you keep the two patties together put hot water in there you let it stand up you let the noodles get a little bit you know softer and whatnot pour the water out the noodles at that point are a little bit like malleable right you open up the two so you know you got a little pocket in there and then you put like your beans in there you put some rice in there you, you have like beef jerky you can get off commissary so you rip that up throw it in there it's <laughs> <laughs> a know? gourmet meal yeah, yeah it is. is you know what and i changed my mind <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you really feel yourself, you got flaming Hots, you crush them up, throw them oh, in there. Wow. Yeah. And getting, I, getting creative. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> I always had Velveeta cheese. I'd throw that shit in there, too. Mm. Where so, do you get that from? Commissary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to buy that stuff, though. Okay. And so that was, uh, was one of the highlights, actually. Every Sunday, we had a, a full-on feast. Everyone in the entire unit would all throw their food together and make burritos. It was kind of tight. Group activity. Group activity. That's Some team bonding. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. After everyone butt heads and fight. Because, I mean, when you're sitting, like, in a room, honestly, the the pod itself, like, the common area, if you will, 
I'd say on the long side was at most, I'm being generous, 20 feet. And then it kind of like went around like a trapezoid. So the other side was even shorter. And on the top of that and the smaller side was where you had um, both picnic tables. And then you had the TV basically on the long side of the wall. And you sit in a teeny ass room like that with 18 people for hours and hours and hours. People are bound to butt heads and start fighting. So, um, did they have anything for you guys to do? Or like, was it just the TV and then uh, nothing? Or like, did cards, you cards, dominoes. That's about it. Did you learn any fun new card games? Books. Yeah. OG. Oh, they had a couple of books there. The books weren't that good. So you should, probably should have been doing reading some books. Yeah. I Working out? Know. Could you work out? Push ups. Like Sit ups. Push ups and shit, dude. But like, at one point, like, I'm not gonna lie, I was so depressed from there. At one point, I quit brushing my teeth. Like, I didn't brush my teeth for probably like two or three weeks. Like, that's how down in the dumps I was. Not doing, taking care of myself, not even no deodorant, no showers, fucking. Damn. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I mean, they had games and whatnot in there, and you'd find ways to just pass the time, you know. I couldn't really wrap my head around reading a book. I was so flustered in the head. But I ended up making it, and I'll never forget. The moment, like, I knew I was being released that next day, like, I was bugging the shit out of the officers. I'm like, can you let me out at midnight, dude? Like, please, I don't want to stay until 7 tomorrow. Like, just please let me out at midnight. I was sleeping on the bed, and they go, Mr. Jailbird, you ready to go home? And jumped off and was never looked back. So my parents got me a hotel room. I had my car out there and drove it on home. Stayed in the hotel room and then actually no, I stayed in the hotel room, I had my car out there. I went to the hotel, or I went to the airport and somebody actually took my car and shipped it home for me. And they didn't even want me to drive it home, they just wanted me getting home. And I slept in bed for about two days, three days straight. Didn't do a damn thing. So, so bring it back to jail you were talking about how there were a lot of fights. How many fights would you say within the time frame that you were there? What is it, 90 days? Yeah. How many fights would you say? And did you get in any? Nope. No? Didn't have to. I set my tone right away. That's the thing. It's always the first, like, everyone's first impression you. That's, that's, they're gonna, that's their talk. They're gonna fuck with you or not. Um... I don't know to be honest. Double digits at least, I know that. So I'd say um there's at least one fight a week. Right. At least, if not more. One fight a week for three months. Yeah. If not more. There's a couple of days that I saw two fights in a day. Like 12, 13, 14, like, maybe 14 fights? 13, yeah. 14? Or I'd see at one time. Any, like, good fights? Is there any, like... Oh, yeah. There was one where people were coming, because there's church, you know, you get... Did you watch a lot of the fights? Oh, yeah. If you're sitting there cheering people on. Because, you I mean, as you're in there, you end up like, this dude's a douche. Someone get him out of the fucking cell. You know what I mean? So, there's dude like, walking back... This dude that we got take got out of our cell because we hated him, right? So we got in a fight with him and kicked his ass out. 
he was going walking from home from church back to his other unit and someone from our unit was walking back out and this dude just this dude that we all hated picked a fight with him again and this dude from our unit just beat the living fuck out of him there's blood all over the place jeez yeah and everyone we were all sitting there at the window cheering it on cause the dude that got the shit kicked out of him was a douchebag no one liked him and so yeah there was that um you would hear it like at night people screaming and shit did you meet any like intellectual individuals um that maybe did a lot of like the reading this the, actually my my first roommate he read a lot of psychology and he actually like it was actually kind of like entertaining conversations listening to him the first guy? Yeah, my first roommate. The guy who... Oh, yeah, right. That guy? Yeah, listen to him. <laughs> yeah, smacked it? Yeah, dude. Fucking broke the ice quick. Mm. One day. How'd you sleep last night? <laughs> he was an intellectual. Yeah. Yeah, you read, <laughs> he read a, lot of, read a lot of philosophy, psychology, that type of shit. Um, he actually was pretty cool to talk to. We took care of each other. People tried to take our shit, you know. We got people in our area. But, like, those were actually a lot of the conversations that you really only could have unless it was about football because it was during the NFL season. You know what I mean? Because nobody's doing anything. Nobody, like, how many push-ups do you do today? You know? What do you get from commissary? Same shit I got last week. That's why you're so good, <laughs> That's why you're so good at fantasy football. Yeah, I got lucky. I got a day, I got a job, and they actually let me left, leave for a little bit. Yeah, I was first place in fantasy football, and then I got released two weeks before the season was over. And I don't even think I made the playoffs. Really? Was, ah, I think I was last seed, to be honest. I was okay, you might have been. That might have been like your first year in. Yeah, I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Because yeah. then the next year, I beat you in the championship. And then Fod won. Yeah. And then you won this year. Yeah, What a victory you had this year, by the way. I'm still waiting to call you while I'm sitting in Florida. $1,000, just bought myself a flight. I'm really glad that you That's convinced awesome. me to take yeah. that uh, that deal. <laughs> I'm pissed. I wish it was winner take all. <laughs> what it, it was the difference of what thirteen fifty you would have gotten? Yeah, versus a thousand dollars. So three hundred and fifty bucks. Years the second place was the big difference because it was like two fifty or like six hundred dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's big difference. Take the six. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, three hundred or six fifty. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big dub. Najee Harris. I mean, what an ending. Wasn't that a Monday night? A Monday night game. He was already leading by a touchdown there. Knee and game was over. And he decided to run it in for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That one still burns. <laughs> How many years in a row have you been, like, top two? Couple. <sighs> that was good. Fuck you. Same amount as you. Uh, nah, dude. I mean, oh, but I, I, you mean win the league. Yeah. Like, I've won the league a couple different times. Okay. I've gotten money back from that on the weekly payouts and stuff. Yeah. And then you get, like, payouts at the end. So, I think this year I probably cleaned house with, like, a thousand, maybe maybe just over. And you didn't even win the league? Didn't even win the league. But I won all the daily category or the weekly categories. Yeah. Like, the most points, first place, um... The most high scoring weeks. Um, I remember yeah. when Fod like did the like the dispersion of the cash. It was almost like 
a little bit over half of the league like got their money back. Yeah, I didn't win any yeah. weekly payouts. I didn't win like my team was just consistently like right there, and then happened to be Mitch last week of the year. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that was a tough loss. But what okay. else? Um, if on. you um, like at this point, where are you mentally? You're laying in jail. I mean, you're making some. I don't know. Would you call them friends? No. Just can't trust anyone. Acquaintances, yeah. Yeah. You don't um, look anyone in the eye, you said? No. So you actually, look anyone in the eye for 90 days. Literally. Literally. And I couldn't, like, I would never sit down at the picnic tables because I didn't want people behind me. I'd always stand up against a wall. Um, I, there's a couple of people, like, I would play games with, but people, like, try and gamble shit like that. And like, oh, I'll lend you cash. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> No, I'm not doing this. No. So, um, I actually somehow became acquaintances with the dude that was in there for murder. And I think that was also one of the reasons that nobody fucked with me. I used to watch football or baseball with him because I was during the playoffs for baseball. I watched the base, I watched the World Series with him, sitting at the table right next to him, talking about the game. That's just kind of one of those things where, like, you know who runs the pod, so you know you have to, like, make sure that you're semi-decent with. As long as you're semi-decent, you're probably going to be fine. Because if someone tries to fuck with me, and he kind of, you know, appreciates me being there, and he doesn't like the other dude, the other dude's getting fucked up. Do you ever ask people about their stories in there? Or like, you know, like, if the guy who got murdered someone, did you say, how, or what? <laughs> you would never... Everyone, everyone in their claims they didn't do it <laughs> that way. Really? Everyone, besides me, I'm like, dude, I got pulled over with it. <laughs> right? Everyone's like, oh, I didn't do it. Okay. All right, man. What's it mean? What's it mean? <laughs> dude, the dude does in the first, he's like, I'm taking the rap for someone else. Like, really? Your fucking life? Lifer? You're, you're going to do that? <laughs> but he also had an Aryan Brotherhood tattoo. And so, but... You never know. He could have been telling the truth. Yeah. Probably unlikely. Seems like a pretty consistent message of everyone in jail. (laughs) Wasn't me. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. And then when I got released, I mean, my mom had a hard time dealing with me for like the first handful of months, I'd say. Just because like even my dad would like be downstairs like in the living room like watching TV and like my instincts is like I'm standing against the wall I, I did, didn't feel right to go sit down on the couch and like my mom like hated my eyes she your eyes? well cause you my, the way they say it, your eyes look your eyes are hard like that's just the look that I had in my eyes and my mom hated it and she my brother had to explain to her like it takes time for someone to adjust coming out of jail because of the way you have to be in there for a long period of time so people don't step on you and I remember like actually I would set my mom off a fucking tangent but I couldn't do anything about it it was Christmas um they brought my they bought my brother because he's a realtor a brand new uh iPad new stylus right and like that way he can like have showings ready to go like bring it in there with them like pull everything up they bought me a MacBook Pro. I didn't show a single emotion because 
I knew my MacBook Pro cost more than my, brother, my brother's um, iPad. And I didn't want him to feel like, to despise me for it. That's just what was going through my head in that moment. That's like the type of way that you think. Because that's how you felt when you were in jail. Yeah, you yeah, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't show happiness for anything because right. people want what you have. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I didn't show any emotion. Didn't even, what, didn't even crack a smile. After I opened this up and that's when my mom just said, what the fuck is going on with you? And that's my brother to tell her, like, just give him time. So, and even my girlfriend, it took her like six months finally for me like to crack and like come back to like my old self. And so I'm sure you're still dealing with it a little bit. Um, I'd say I still definitely have that side to me. How's it feel to tell the story? Um, I don't even know. I mean, it, there's definitely a couple moments that I was fighting back tears. Not gonna lie. You almost had me at one point. I know. Me yeah. too. It's, well, it's a roller coaster. But I mean, I know. Thirteen months of going through that roller coaster, and this, all this entire process is sitting on my head. That's why I have gray hairs, straight up. So, but I mean, now, honestly, when I got out, I couldn't put a pillowcase on a pillow for probably a year. The feeling or PTSD, because like. You put like this little stupid glove on like your little bed thing, right? Like your like your little cushion, and then you put like a little stupid glove over it. And we had to do that every day. Put this glove on the fucking on your bed because we had to wash our laundry. And the feeling of just putting it on a pillowcase when I got out, it literally put me back in my jail cell. And, like I had like. A shot called my 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 spine every fucking time, and like I would like start sweating, and like I couldn't fucking do it. Wow. So you were only in ninety days. Imagine, so you could have been in there in for five years. Yeah. In that same situation. Worst case scenario. Worst but you would have been there for five years doing I'd that. Still be there right now. And I. Wow. You'd be crazy. You'd go nuts. Yeah, and imagine like that transition of like my emotions and like my hard eyes coming out of there after five years. It took me that long just for after that. 90 days, that's what I'm saying. There's probably no coming back. No. There's you need not. some serious... I know. And I'm sure there's some statistics out there behind well, it's that. It's like, um, what's that movie? Shawshank Redemption when uh, Morgan Freeman gets out. He tries to get a normal job and he's just like, I can't do this. Yeah. You know? Too used to doing the same thing every day. He was in for, you know, 50 years with like... Yeah, 50 years just magnify everything I just told you exactly. about a lot more. Yeah. And I still can't, like, I don't, I can't watch TV shows with, like, horror rooms in it. Uh, you probably don't watch Gangland anymore. Uh-uh, I can't. And, like, <laughs> even, like, shows about, like, you know, drug dealers and that kind of stuff. Like, I watched Narcos after I got out of jail. Honestly, like, it was like a trip like through my PTSD the entire time, but like it actually kind of like was soothing in a way. Like, oh, holy shit, holy shit, you know, like that actually kind of did help, but like other than that, I really try not to. I tried to watch like the Tenkashi 6 9 documentary, 
couldn't do it. Because <laughs> you guys had the same haircut. Literally. Dude. <laughs> that like, that's me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, because right away they started talking about, like, his his court case and, like, how long it took. And I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking hate this. You know? And at that point, too, like, I'm still on probation. Like, I'm asking my probation officer for, like, a travel request. And I'm like, I hope, like, I think I'm, like, doing well. Like, we'll see. And I haven't heard back from her in a week, though. Like, I hope she's not, like, getting something from Idaho telling me to go back to Idaho to go back to jail. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, and, yeah, it's just a constant uh, balancing act with my probation officer now. I mean, every time I want to go anywhere, I have to call in, let, have to ask for permission. She has to call back to Idaho, make sure that they're okay with me. And then she gives me her permission, and then I sign off. Got a report when I get back. I get a call every month. Um, That's to leave the state or just to, like, to go anywhere? Just status quo. I got a call every month. Okay. First question they ask me is, have you had any contact with police officers? Mm. And then that's just making sure that, like, reporting, staying up to date, everything like that. I'm now a uh, convicted narcotics trafficker. So there's that. I don't know. I've gotten extremely lucky with my jobs, my career, my first. So that first job offer I told you about where they found it and popped up, they were cool with it because it was just pot. The second job that I got offered, somehow it did not pop up on my background report. Whoa. Yeah. Because you went by your alias, Jason... Jason Bourne. Jailbird. You're going by your alias Jailbird. 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 Who's this Jailbird? Joshua P. Lancaster. Yeah. (laughs) So how much longer do you have to be doing this for? Two and a half years. From now? Yep. Two and a half years. So anytime you leave the state you have to call in. Yeah. But not anytime you can travel in Minnesota freely. Freely, yeah. I'm trying to go to um, Florida for vacation next month and I'm trying to wait to get it approved. The worst part about it is that it gets approved the day before every fucking time. I was just in Phoenix last weekend. It got I left on Thursday. It got approved at like ten o'clock a.m. Thursday. Weird. That's bad for planning. Horrible. <laughs> Talk about stress the entire time. Like Monday, I could, I sent it in like a month and a half beforehand. She emailed me back right away. You know, and she's like, "Oh yeah, just fix her. Like whatever, fix this." So I do that, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, like I know you're busy." Like, please um but at the same time like i think now i'm at the point where like i passed my drug tests and everything i've been good i have a full-time job like bought a house she's dealing with people that are like fucking up you know what i mean way more than you yeah Yeah, you're doing well man you got a nice house here yeah you got good stuff going yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And she's dealing with people that are, like, fucking up. So that's why when she sees my travel request coming through, she's like, I gotta take care of something else real quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it just gets to the back of the line. And I finally just send her a message. I'm like, hey, like, I know you're busy, but can you please? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for being patient with me, but here you go. And so. Yeah. So, to wrap it up here, do you, um, you got any words of wisdom for the people listening? <sighs> honestly not even so much for people our age but it's kind of um every person that has ever 
a cow with drugs says it, but it's not worth it at all. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the money. It cost me $100,000, my parents $100,000 to get out of that situation. Between the lawyer, the flights, my bail, everything, travel. It cost $100,000. Um, my mental psyche got fucked for a handful of years. I'm still getting it back together. And so, and I will say, to be honest though, people are like freaking out now about shit. Like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, oh my God, take care of this. And like, when like shit happens in my life, I'm like, oh my God, I could be living in five years in jail. <laughs> for real. You know, so like, I don't really get stressed out much anymore, which is nice. I get, when I'm going to sleep, I get stressed out, it's different, but you're, that's when you're just like, yeah. You live your life with more gratitude. Oh, 100%. That's why you guys are like, what'd you do today? I'm like, woke up, made coffee, had breakfast. Stretched out a little sit. bit. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't have a bunk mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Near anyone. Fucking X-rated stuff below me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and the dude that was in there for jail... Or not jail. The dude that was in there for fucking murder. He had his cell to himself because his bunkmate kept falling off the top bunk and hurting himself. That sounds like a weird situation. That sounds made up. Oh no, he was in there by himself, but he didn't keep hurting himself. I'm sure he was on the fucking top jump, top bunk beating his meat and the dude down below was like, I'm not listening to this. Threw him off. Yeah. Beat the fuck out of him. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Don't go to jail. <laughs> um, but if you do, you come out with gratitude. Yeah. Sounds like. There's always a silver lining, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was a good story, honestly. I, I really enjoyed listening to you talk. Yeah, just waiting for that sponsor now. Thanks for having <laughs> You want to shout anything out? Uh, no, just appreciate you guys for having me. Thanks, yeah. All right, we appreciate everybody listening. We love you guys. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.